0: Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. This morning we're going to talk about the, uh, the church at Pergamos, or Perdigam, depending on uh, what translation you have. Before we do, let's ask God to bless our time together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, what indeed, what a privilege to take everything to you in prayer. Father, we just ask that you be with the speaker this morning. Help me to convey what your people need. Guide and watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. The city of Pergamos, it's about 55 miles north of Smyrna about 15 miles inland from the uh, Aegean Sea. And today, it's known as Pergama. Or or Bergama, excuse me, Bergama. Got a population of about, I don't know, 55,000, something like that. But in John's day, it was a flourishing uh, city with a population of over 150,000. It boasted of 200,000 volumes of written manuscripts. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Many of the uh, many of the pagan gods were worshipped there and that emperor worship flourished there. So how do, we, uh, how do we address this? Verse 12. To the angel of the church of Pergam write these words are of him who has a sharp double-edged sword I know. I know where you live. Where Satan has his throne. Yet. Yet you remain. True to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me. Even in the days of Oedipus, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. What is the first thing we as God's people what is the first thing that we are encouraged to do One of the first thing is to read God's word We talked about that a little bit this morning in, in Sunday school okay In the fact that we do nothing without God's word It's God's word who gives us guidance These are the words of him who has a sharp, double edged sword. The Romans conquered the world, the known world at the time, okay, with that sharp, double edged sword. That was their advantage in battle. It also spoke of, of the authority, okay, including the power of life and death. It was a symbol of the times. Now, Jesus speaks over in Hebrews chapter four and verse twelve. He he, he speaks of a double-edged sword. Does he not? But let's let's bring up to modern day. Our uh, Our society, our culture today is much like that of Pergamus. Because it worships many gods. We worship money, we worship success, we worship fame, um, we worship pleasure, etc., etc. etc how do we how do we offset that in the world we live in today there's, there's only one way there's only one way it's through reading the bible look hebrews 4:12 says this okay it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart when we match What God has said in his word to our life, I can't speak for anybody else in the room, okay? I come up short every time. Every time. And I need his help all the time. Let's look at verse 13 again. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not denounce your faith. Even in the days of, of Antibus, okay, now Antibus is mentioned here only once. We know little about him, okay, but he was a faithful witness who was put to death in your city, okay, where where Satan lives, okay verse 13, okay gives us something that we as Christians need to understand we need to recognize the danger of our enemy okay, there's a a lot of people who uh, want to go about uh, saying that uh, Satan is is a in, in, in hell, and he—he's the—he's he, the king of hell, and, and and he's not in hell, folks. He's not. First Peter eight, or First Peter five eight, C says, C and D says this. He he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. He's alive and well in the world today. And if you don't... If you don't understand that, look around. Look around. We've got to... Uh, you've heard me say this before, but... We, We've got to draw our, our, our theology, okay, from here, not Hallmark cards. Okay. How's he doing this? He, he's doing this by tempting us to, to live like the world, to act like the world. He knows our weaknesses, he's going to exploit them. He is a real enemy. Jesus commends the the, the people here. In in Pergamos, he says, look, thou, thou hast hold fast. Yet you remain true to my name how would you like Jesus to say that about you you've remained true to my name well done good and faithful servant we have that opportunity we have that opportunity. Second Timothy 4:8 uh, it, it talks about those there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. What's that crown going to look like? I have no no clue. I've done a series on 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 the various crowns and and uh, the best that I could come up with, okay? It, it it's it's nothing more than than just a little wreath. Okay, it's not a big fancy thing of, you know, big diadem or nothing. Okay, it's, it's a wreath that goes to the victor. But avoiding worldliness is a real danger. There, there's a danger there of, of missing promotions at work, losing friends being ostracized, being slandered. Now when we talk about worldliness, the best definition we could come up with, or at least I could come up with it at this point, is there, there's two different concepts here, and one of them, okay, the first one is thinking and behaving like unbelievers do. We are supposed to think different. We're supposed to act different. The second thought that goes along with that, okay, is the desiring prohibited pleasures, whether they're pleasures of the body or the eyes, okay, or status. We're to act different. third point we got this morning is is we want to reject the false teaching how do you determine false teaching how do you do that the same way okay that a bank teller tells a counterfeit Barb how do you do that Okay. Well, you and you, and you study what? You study the original, do you not? Okay? This, okay? This is the original. Okay? I, again. Okay? This. This right here. This. Nothing more, nothing less, this is what you should be studying. There's an old saying, if Satan can't defeat the church, he'll join it. I don't know about you, but I found that true over the years. It's like, how in the world did this person gain membership in this body? Now, I'm going to say this, I'll probably offend some people. But that's okay. I've done that before. Okay. The only way you're going to know the difference is to study the scriptures. Not your cliff notes. Quit okay? plagiarizing and, 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 and do your own research. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I know. Okay. But folks, those notes that we have that we read over and over again those are helps those help explain some things you need to read the original first and foremost and stay away from those notes because that's that's one man's opinion and that man oh forbid he could be wrong These folks were, were experiencing the the doctrine of, of Balaam, which is nothing more than Balaam was a prophet was a prophet for profit. Is basically what he was. He was selling his services to the highest bidder. And what was he doing? He was basically saying this. It's okay to compromise. It's okay to add to. It's okay to... uh, We don't need to really say that. In Numbers 25 1b we have a uh, we have a uh, basically it's an indictment and it talks about that Balaam was not saying anything and, and he was trying to Get money. He was selling his services, as we mentioned before, and he was encouraging. Okay, look at 1b. 1b says, The men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women. Wow. This is God's so called prophet condoning the men gave sacrifices bowed down before the Moabites pagan gods okay, as a result of sexual immorality and, and idolatry 24,000 Israelites died Sometimes, um, sometimes I think we need we need that demonstration. How many of us would would really toe the line and go? Okay, I, I can't fool around with God. God's sovereign. Okay. God, there's expectations when we serve God. We don't shortchange Him. Mm-hmm. So, Pergamus was, was putting up, and, and, and they, and some of them were, were holding to the to, to, to the doctrine of, of the Nicolaitans again. Okay. Now, the best way we can exp- that I can describe the Nicolaitans. Okay is remember the uh, Da Vinci series? The Da Vinci Code series or whatever? Remember that? I'm, I'm dating myself. but okay. There's a scene, I've forgotten which, which one it was, but th- there's a scene there where a young lady was um, propositioned. And she clearly states this. It says, My soul belongs to Jesus But my body is mine. And I can do with it what I want. Wow. Now the majority of of, of the church didn't participate in these. uh, But these pagan sex orgies were tolerated. Would we, uh, would we tolerate that in in our church? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Whatever happened to we'll, we'll, in, in Ephesians four fifteen, okay, in, in the first part of that verse, wh- whatever's happened, happened to uh, speaking the truth and love. Whatever's happened to that? It's like, well, I don't want to offend anybody. Look, I need. When I go wrong, I I need somebody to get in my face. Okay? That, That sweet wife of mine, okay, doesn't pull any punches. She's not mean. Well, she's not mean. Okay? But she lets me know. It's like, hey. All of us need a Mary in our life. To say, hey, look, what I'm seeing and what, 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 it's not matching up. Now, there's no doubt that lady loves me. She wouldn't put up with me for, what are we going on? 53 now? (sighs) 53 years. Man, how's she put up with me that long? Just the grace of God, I guess. Look, we need to read God's word and and just saturate ourselves and our minds in God's word we we need to recognize the danger and we need to reject false teaching when it comes and we're not going to know false teaching unless we know the original and then there's another step that we need to take this is number four We need to repent of our sin. Verse 16. Repent therefore. What is this repentance thing? What is this repentance thing? Is it wailing and gnashing of teeth? Well, it may be. The biblical definition of repentance is to make a change of mind, heart, action by turning away from sin and self and returning to God. So what? In essence, okay, this is my my, my simple walk, and I'm doing this. In biblical repentance is nothing more than turning around, having my eyes on my Savior, and beginning to walk this way. Now, yes, there may be some emotions. But I think sometimes we have uh, we've played on those emotions, or whatever, too much at times. Now, look. There's no how can I say this? There's no alternative cure for compromising. I and 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 you have a responsibility to each other and to the community to live the best lives we know how for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sometimes that may cost us. Now let's look at the reward. Whoever has ears, verse 17, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give hidden manna. Okay. He's not holding anything back. Okay, Hidden manna indicates what? He's giving you spiritual food. You're walking with him. You're experiencing him. I will also give the person a, a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Now, the hidden manna, okay, uh, we, we talk about it, and if you remember in the Old Testament, that there was, a, there was a, like a, a golden pot within the um, Ark of the Covenant. You're eating from that. Symbolically, you're eating from that. Okay? The white stone, okay, is um, it's like a pass to get into a ball game. Okay, you, when you had a white stone, you were gained, you know, you were access was gained, okay, into the event. Revelation nineteen uh, nine says this says. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper. You got you got a white stone. That's your past. And a new name. A new name. remembers an old hymn by the title of a new name and glory. Huh? It goes like this. I was once a sinner but I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given and I found that he always keeps his word. There's a new name written down in glory and it's mine. Oh yes, it's mine. And the white road angels sing a story the sinner has come home. There's a new name written down in glory and it's mine. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's a question we have this morning. Not if you've said a okay, not, not if you said a fancy prayer, or not if you came down the aisle or, or, or all that, okay? That, that's, that may be the mechanics of it the question is do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life if you don't I'd be happy to show you how to do this but as I'm looking out here I'm making an assumption so I'm looking out here okay I think everyone has made that decision. Now, that comes a tough question. Are we living like it? Only you can answer that. Let's pray.